Hello everyone and welcome to possibly the shortest ever Winging It F1 podcast episode. We're going to find out in the next 10 to 15 minutes or maybe, or maybe 10 seconds. It will be 10 seconds. I'm with uh, Adam Dickinson and Freddie Coates to talk about the big news, well kind of big news apart from qualifying, that Lewis Hamilton has signed a new contract with Mercedes uh, to stay with the world champions until the end of 2023. Still don't know his teammate. There was a bit of a surprise, well, surprise about the timing of when the news dropped. I expected it to be like not on a, not on a Saturday morning, but it <laughs> happened uh, straight into it. What did you guys make of it? I I find it quite interesting. I think there's I think the two year aspects is um, quite. Yeah, as I say, an interesting wrinkle to it. The fact that they've got it done so early compared to last year. I mean, this time last year, the season was barely starting. Um, and yet, you know, now they've already locked down for two years. So I think that's, um, I think that's, I don't know. I don't know if it's significant, but I feel like it could be. Um, and mm. yeah, just, and then the um, impact that it will have on Mercedes lineups for 2022 and 2023. Um, as well, so I find all of it quite interesting. I kind of I don't know how much news is, and I guess also that he's gone straight out and gone for Mercedes. It doesn't sound like there were any talks with any other teams, which is probably what we would have expected. But you know, I I didn't think it was beyond the realms of possibility that he'd shop around a bit, but not had anything about that. I um I think yeah I think it's kind of sort of a the 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 two years that should have been on his deal for the 2021 season. It should have been a three-year deal. And they had a few sort of qualms, qualms for that and just meant that they were like, okay, cool, we've got to get it on paper for 2021. Let's put a pin in this. We can just have these discussions slowly over the next few months. And that's what they've done, really. They just had a few discussions that they weren't able to have in the space of a couple of days in February, but they have been able to have over a, you know, a couple of months now and have just essentially um, finalised what should have been his deal in in the off season from 2020 to 2021, I think. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I expected the news um, now at the time in January and February, I was a bit more, um, oh my God, it's the end of his career at the end of this year about it. But, um, but yeah, I expected it. And yeah, they released it on a Saturday just so they can re- control the news cycle, don't they? A bit mean yeah. for the F3 race, but um, they announced it five minutes before the F3 race started. The F3 um, Twitter account was like, why are you doing this before our race? Now no one's going to watch our race. But it, it was still a good F3 race. I still had it on in the background while I was bashing out my thoughts on it. It's not thoughts on it, just that it was happening. <laughs> yeah, the, the facts. And the facts yeah. are that, uh, well, Total Wolf at least says, I don't know if it's a facts, but Total Wolf says uh, the contracts were signed because they want to focus on this year and fighting Verstappen and Red Bull because obviously they're losing at the moment. Do you kind of think that's true, Adam? Um, yeah, I think I think it could be. That definitely, obviously, wasn't a factor last season. Um, but equally, I don't know. It's just like PR. I kind of yeah. don't. You know, it's it's like they they all say stuff that is believable, but who, who <laughs> really? Well, Lewis and Toto, no. But yeah, I. It kind of you know it, it makes sense, but it's it's one of those who who really knows. I feel like I buy it. I think it seems like, yeah, they they could leave it hanging over them, but they may as well get it over and done with. And 
yeah, it's a good thing to say for a for a press release. Yeah, we want to fight rebel and all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah, it's 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 uproarious and cool and gives them a lot of gusto. But at, at the end of the day, it's like if we're gonna sign it, we may as well just sign it and that kind of thing. Mm. And that it's yeah, it's it gets it out of the way. It isn't a distraction. That's true. But I don't think the full motive was let's get out of the way so we can now put our effort into um, driving two tenths a lap faster or whatever they need to do. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where my cynicism comes from. It's like you know how how much how much per <laughs> lap does Lewis Hamilton signing or not signing his contract really um, contribute to? Like you know, Bottas signed his contract for this year very early on last year. I think after he won the. Uh, season opener and you know Lewis didn't seem to struggle dispatching him so well, PR speak next... is fine PR speak is want... fine it's probably their biggest announcement of the year so far so they may as well fluff it up a bit well wait till we win the next three races then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be right uh, the two <laughs> most interesting things that I took from it is that it's now in line with when Wolf's contract ends yes. in 2023 mm. and it also means for Stafford is almost certainly not going to go to Mercedes until 2024 yeah. at the earliest, depending on, of course, what the pecking order is then. Everything could change, of course. So I mean, it's, it's contract... It's, for me. It's contra- Verstappen's contract with Red Bull to like whatever, until 2023, kind of confirm yeah. that to me, because they can be very fierce on making people stick to contracts. They were with it took Ricardo. took a long time to like fiddle out of it, apparently. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, on... On that, and I'm sure we'll kind of get on to this, but with with the length, like obviously it's the headline is 2023, he's going to be on the grid till then. But, you know, we, we don't know any of the clauses in this or the breakout clauses and whatever. So, you know, we, we only get the really simplistic view of what the contract is. And, you know, it a, across all sport, there's a, always, you know, um, various caveats that you can use to leave yourself out or a team can use to leave you in to a contract. Mm. So... Yeah, we'll probably never know all of that, but it's just, I don't know, I think it's just a, it's interesting to like think about that when you're seeing the headline of, oh, he's going to be there till 2023. I imagine he will be, absolutely. I, I kind of expected a two-year deal, though, because I think a one-year, another one-year deal wouldn't make too much sense to me, just given for like... Because There's it, no confidence in that, is there? Yeah, yeah, to me, and you want to like secure kind of what you're doing so I think two years is the right number then three years is probably one year too long because because of his age so I think two years is kind of the right it's kind of what I thought would happen at least in the last couple of months you're right it'll be 38 by the time the contract comes to an end which I mean Kimmy and Fernando are proving that age is just a number particularly Fernando recently his performance has been brilliant um, Lewis's as well to be honest <laughs> really no, has he not, I don't bad, know. not bad not bad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's um it's kind of like, yeah, if it was going to be one year, why would they announce it now? It would essentially be a nail in the coffin on his career if they announced one year now. But if they announced that a one year in December, then it's like, oh, maybe. But if it was announced in July for it to be only one year, it becomes definitely then becomes a farewell tour. Because it's a mm. July announcement, to me, two years makes sense. If it was nothing was announced, like last year, nothing was announced, then it becomes more likely that there's still, you know, there's still thoughts in the back of his mind, still um, complications with it about carrying on. But there aren't any, and that's why it's so early. I, I think if I'd seen a one-year deal, I, I don't, to me, I don't think having it now versus December really changes it. But I, 
Really? I thought the one-year deal was a very real possibility because we're going into the biggest shake-up in the sport for um, you know at least yeah. seven or eight years. And you know, I think you, to me, you think you'd want to Fangio it. To, to to me, it kind of would have made sense from both sides to kind of see where Mercedes and Hamilton are at come the end of next year because you know we saw with the last in 2014 how it can completely turn the order upside down not, not literally um but yeah, yeah. I, I i i don't think it, i i don't know whether i expected a one year but i certainly wouldn't have been surprised and i think the i think two years is you know it, it shows a lot of faith obviously on both parties because they are kind of stuck together and Mercedes presumably stuck with quite an expensive contract mm-hmm. to pay out for two years but yeah I just I don't I didn't think it was as much of a lock to for it to be two years as either of you yeah, I can say uh, how oh go on Freddie oh I just think the comparison can be made always to Valtteri Bottas who's always had only a one-year deal and the fact that they're so willing to so to put a a two-year deal which is essentially like I said earlier just completing the three-year deal from beforehand for Hamilton is just, it says a lot about their faith in him. Like you say, Adam, the faith on both sides, the, the, the partnership, it, they will, it will be the 10th and 11th seasons of Mercedes and Hamilton. Every year of his Formula One career has been with Mercedes, really, because McLaren and Mercedes were the works team. When McLaren hired him as a junior driver, they were essentially the Mercedes Formula One team. He's never not been Mercedes. So it's, it's still also just to such a perfect partnership. Mm. Um, that perfect partnership, how will, well, perfect partnership with Bottas, I guess, which Halton talks about. Uh, Halton in the past has said Bottas is the best teammate he's ever had or could have. Do you think this... No, uh, Hakey Kovalainen. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this, this announcement affects whether Russell or Bottas or whoever is in the car next year? Yeah, I mean, I just just going back, I didn't jump in before because I thought I was going to sneeze and I didn't I didn't want to <laughs> sneeze just as I tried you to did jump sneeze. in. I think com- comparing it to Bottas, they're two very different drivers. Obviously, they drive for the same team, but I think beyond that, the similarities end, in all honesty. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one because, and I think this is a point that, Nigel, you've raised previously, that Mercedes won't want Russell going in with Hamilton, or I think they'd m- much rather him going with Bottas. Um but on the Freddie flip side, that, not me. Well, I'm, um, I'm backtracking. On the, on the flip side, we've all said it. Yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. And yeah, but on, on the flip side, you know, I'd, surely you want the best two drivers in the car. And when you're picking between Russell and Bottas, I, I think it's clear that Russell is the choice for the best driver available to them to go in that um, second car. Well, it might not be a second car if Russell's in there, but you know, I I think he's the uh, best driver to partner Hamilton. Whereas, you know, it, it, that's it, that's the point. That's the point. It's, it's the best driver to partner Hamilton or the best driver for the seat. And you could say, if you're going for the best driver to partner Hamilton, it will be the one that's essentially let him win titles since he's been in the team. It's quite hard to describe, wouldn't it? Why do you slate Bottas so much, then, like? I, I was just I was just going to jump in there. It's quite hard to describe it without like making it sound second fiddle though. Like if you say the other Mercedes, it's like oh the other one apart from Hamilton. If you say the second one, it's like oh second fiddle. Um, if you say comparison... the partner in Hamilton, it's quite it's really hard to actually yeah. say the seat without making it. Um, it's just that he's like 
look at him, what he's done this season. He's had a good race in Monaco, but he's he's just not been able to. Is that good enough the... for Hamilton then, considering what he's done this or what he's not done this season? Or does does yeah. Hamilton need that push from Russell or or whatever? I Why think he not. I would say the... he does, but he it probably doesn't it, want to it, say that. It depends on the scenario, though, because Hamilton doesn't need the push from within the team, does he? He's got the push from Verstappen this year, and Bottas hasn't provided it, but Hamilton um, has still been performing at an exceptional level. Look at Baku, for instance, the way he brought that back round from seemingly a disastrous weekend for Mercedes. Bottas couldn't bring it round. Hamilton knew he needed to claw it back and did. I think if there's a push outside, Hamilton will rise to it. If, it, if there's no need... Um, for that, if he's in a team where it's essentially one, two, one, two, first or second, he will rise to it to what he needs to, like he did in 2020, where he was, oh, Bottas is ahead. Okay, well, I just had to overtake him. Oh, look, I did. And that will happen. I think Hamilton will rise to the challenge there that's there. If Russell or Bottas doesn't provide it and there's one externally, he will still rise to it, I'd say. I think Russell to Mercedes, which is what I think will happen at the moment, I think that will give Hamilton. Almost a new kind of look into F1. It's kind of what he needs to not go to the next level, but a new challenge, perhaps. He's got that with Verstappen now, but in terms of being at Mercedes, he's had Bottas since 2017. That's what, five seasons. And to make that six seasons next year, that's a very, very long time. So I think Russell could be, like, in a way, a good thing for Hamilton. I, I completely agree with that. And I think it's it's maybe not... I think it's maybe just a stimulation for the sport in how he approaches it. I think we've seen this season how much he's enjoying the title fight that he's got with Verstappen. Mm. And I think bringing... Because look at his messaging at the end of last season. You're, you know, kind of at points last season is, uh, you know, I'm still still not sure if I'd want to go on or... It, it, it kind of sounds uncertain. Whereas this year... You know, every every time he gets out of the car with a battle with Verstappen, you know he is saying how much he enjoys it and how much he, he values that in his competition. And I think the fact that it's two years as well adds to that because he wants, you know, there there is the possibility that he'll be in the, in a car that is not able to fight for wins in 2022 or 2023 because of the shake-up and he's committed to two years of that and I think that he enjoys competition and we've seen that all the way through his career from when he was partnered with Alonso up to you know the fight with Rosberg and now Verstappen I think he really enjoys that and Russell will have a positive effect on him. I don't think he needs a positive effect is all I will say to that is I don't think he needs a positive effect. effect. Well like, like, like you say he doesn't need that that um, push that Russell will give him is what I'm saying. Like you said, if it, even if it has a positive effect or a negative effect on him, I don't think he needs that um, kick from a, a youth, a upcharge, upcharging young driver. I don't think he needs that He's because he's still got it in himself. He doesn't need anything to tick him over. I think it'd be incredibly exciting to have Russell in the car. I want Russell in the car. I have a feeling that it's going to be Bottas in the car um, because, you know, status <laughs> quo has worked. It's as proven... Success story. Not working so far, though. (laughs) It's not working so far, but that's the thing. Like, there's no saying that, like, if one thing doesn't work after eight races, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should throw all your toys out the pram immediately. Bottas is a toy in a pram, by the way, in this scenario. Um, But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. 
I think it'll be more exciting to have Russell in the team, but I think Mercedes will stick to Valtteri, which would be annoying. I don't know where Russell would go. I, I, wouldn't, I think I wouldn't, what, I wouldn't be surprised what, if Russell gets snatched up by like a McLaren or someone, um, depending on what happens with, with Ricardo. I think but just that's a whole in, other debate. Just jumping in quickly, I think this season shows the best representation of what could be on for next year. So I think the fact that it's not worked this season so far is kind of more significant than the other years. And let's be honest, if they're at the level that they were in 2020 compared to everyone else, it's not going to matter who they could have Kubica in that second seat and they'll still win probably both championships and Hamilton will certainly win the drivers. So I think this season is probably more, um, you know, it is much more significant in their thinking. Nigel, what were you going to say? Uh, Generally, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, probably nothing insightful. I'm I'm sure it would have been insightful. I, I do. Well, while Nigel's trying to collect his thoughts, I do think that this announcement makes it a bit more likely that Russell returns. I think if Lewis and yeah, it, it was unlikely, but if Lewis wasn't coming into Russell returns to, sorry, Bottas returns. I think if oh, okay. Lewis yeah. hadn't, if Lewis hadn't resigned, then I don't think it, it makes a difference. I, I really, I think it's a whole separate issue. I, because, because to me, Lewis, how Lewis Hamilton's all, well, Hamilton was always going to stay. Uh, I think so. I don't think it, it really affects it. I think it's just, it, it's a 50 50 toying toss. And, we, we, we're not yeah. going to know for a long time. And it looks, I mean, Russell has been very coy recently with a lot of things. And we could find out exactly. We could find out next week. We could find out in the summer. We don't know. I mean, Bottas, in, historically, when he's been re-signed for his next year, it's always been quite early on, I'd say. It's sort of always before summer break and that kind of thing. Particularly last year, it was after, like, Hungary. So, which the third race of the year. Obviously, it's a different, it's a weird year. But, um, like, yeah, we've got a lot of time ahead. And we do think there are the word on the paddock grapevine is that it will be relatively soon. If you, well, I mean, we're getting away from Halton's contract here. Well, if you think about how Bottas has been <laughs> this we? year on on the team radio and post race stuff, his attitude, I don't see that him as a driver who's going to stay next year. I oh, but he's been asked I'm... to do that attitude. They want him to voice. They want him to vocalise his frustrations. They've said that. Yeah, I, I mean, that. yeah, fair enough. I, I, don't Russell have it. Is doing, like, if they're going to do so well. They're going to go out in public and say in an interview, we like it when he's like this. Why should he not act like that to the team? Because if even if it's a PR line to, def- to defend it, like that's a completely stupid thing to do. So um, like they've got to be behind him with the way he is. And I feel like they definitely are. I don't know if I'm being naive thinking that. but Even with that, though, I think Russell's doing so, so well. Yes, he is. That we should touch on that. They're almost forced to put him in the car. If they didn't, the, I know the fan fan reaction doesn't matter, but it would be pretty nasty. No, not nasty. It wouldn't be great, and it wouldn't do Mercedes's reputation much good. I think. If I was Russell, I'd leave. I'd, yeah, honestly, I would too. Honestly, if if they said Bottas is going in for another year ahead of you, I'd you know, I'd find another option or I'd, you know, put out serious, serious feelers. Freddie, you mentioned McLaren earlier. I'd, you know, be really looking around to see where I could go because, you know, it's it's almost at the point where it's taking the mickey here, I think. 
Williams wants him to stay. They've been so open about that. They've got Doralton behind them, their uh, investment company. So they their job is to invest in things. So surely they would put money towards George if they wanted to, because he is a good, valuable asset to that team. Otherwise, what if they got Latifi in 18th? Today, they've got, we're recording this in qualifying, they've got George Russell qualifying ninth, starting in eighth, because Vettel's got a three-place grid penalty. So on medium tyres, we should add. So, yeah, the asset in George Russell is phenomenal. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing George um, shop around a bit more. Maybe the announcement he's being coy about is he's replacing Sergio Perez, but who knows? That'd be a coup. That'd be fantastic. He said I think that would be drama. He said his car next year will have a Mercedes engine in the back, so it, it narrows it down to four. Well, oh, well, there goes Ricardo again. Um, or, no, or Karen's just... Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mercedes on the front row for tomorrow in McLaren. Or, or Mercedes... Uh, oh yeah! Start supplying Red Bull with their engine. <laughs> yeah. Well, well if you look at all the Red Bull, you look at the Red Bull powertrains hirings. They've been hiring basically every Mercedes power unit engineer for the past year. Aston Martin have been hiring all their aerodynamics, but who knows? Um, but yeah, looking at the openings for a seat with Mercedes power, it's Williams or Mercedes. Or well, technically Lance Stroll isn't confirmed, but I mean, let's take a think about that. Oh, he's probably going to stay unless he like punches his dad in the face. But um, we can we can narrow it down, and the cars with Mercedes in it are Williams and Mercedes, which have which have oh, contractually powers. simple McLaren. openings. Contractually simple openings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have we got anything else to add on anything to do with this? Um, just my disappointment that Lando Norris has extended his deal with McLaren. Um, <laughs> Went up till. 2023. Three years, isn't it? Yeah. Two, two years. Something. We've got another big silly makes season sense. in 2023. I don't know. It makes sense, really. It I does mean, make sense to McLaren, but I think Lando and, could definitely shop around. I think you could. I think Lando could definitely throw his hat into the ring for um, a Mercedes seat if he wanted to. Mm. Mm. But he's tied down, isn't he? So there we, there we go. I mean. McLaren could be winning world championships in two years, but anyway, exactly. uh, we don't know I, what's going I, I on agree. next year. Yeah. It feels easy I to agree. stay put, even for George. It, it's not too bad to stay in Williams. You've got the most development time of oh, any no, team. Come this on, year. Now, that, that's a bold take. I mean, <laughs> it's no, a bold I, take, I, but it's a possible take because we've got a cost cap, and the, the cost cap is working basically. And then we've Nicholas got wind tunnel fighting for race wins. <laughs> I'm not saying Nicholas Latifi, you mug. I'm saying George yeah, Russell. Know, we'll be in that car, won't we? <laughs> because <laughs> if George is in a car that can compete at the top if, if a car can get developed well because I mean, Mercedes have been very open about the fact that Rebel have been spending a lot this year that they've been spending a lot Mercedes for next year we don't know what the other teams are doing but Williams don't look like a team that's bringing upgrades to every race so like it's feasible it's feasible I, th- I think <laughs> I think we would you know from what we've seen from Ricardo, this Williams in the yeah. last rule shake up 2014, they went from eighth to third in the championship. Yeah. I think what we've seen from Ricardo this year, you know, Russell going to Mercedes will be a risk because all it takes is, you know, a bad half of the season, suddenly people are writing you off. And, you know, we, we've we've done that with Ricardo. So, but despite no, the fact not. that Russell <laughs> looks like um, <clears throat> next album, leave your dislikes below. 
looks like he is, you know, a, a fantastic driver. And he's performed in the Mercedes when he stood in last year, and he's doing amazing things in the Williams. It's it is still a risk because going to Mercedes, if he has a bad year or a couple of years, that you know that it stunts F one and F, uh, his career in F one is such a short short term minded sport, really. In in the way it views drivers, you are only as good as your last few races. Yeah, but I, I think Sakia could arguably negate that. He got onto the car so easily at the Sakia Grand Prix that he led 60 laps of the race. Yeah. but So it, hopefully that, I mean, yeah, the regulation change does completely change that. And I, I, but, appreciate, I agree with that. I think if there's any team that focuses on drivability quite a lot, though, it is. it does seem to be Mercedes. Mm, but, you know, I just think we... You can't always predict that, you know. I, 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 right, I don't think right. Russell. I don't think Russell will flop at Mercedes, but I'm just saying it is inherently yes. a risk. Ocon going to um, Renault, he looked like, you know, until he kind of had a resurgence at the start of this season, that looked like a poor move, and it looked like he could be in trouble. So, you know, it's, uh, it's back down it's, again. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite hard to quite hard to predict. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, it's difficult. So I know what you're saying about Sackett and I do think he'll do well. But, you know, it's just inherently any time you move teams, it's a risk, as Ricardo has shown us or yeah. Albon Cardo has shown us. Yeah. Every now and again, you get a driver who's phenomenally excellent and supremely great. And I think we're very lucky to have a lot of those in Formula One right now. And we're very lucky that one has had a two-year contract announced today with Mercedes. And we're very lucky that another yeah. is being rumoured to be in that seat for next year. Um, both Lewis and George are absolutely phenomenal drivers and it's really hard to call a driver in a backmarker team so something special. When that team is now um, only behind Red Bull, Mercedes, Alpha Tauri and one McLaren on the grid, then that's technically upper midfield now because of George Russell. Mm. Just... One, one more thing I'd like to ask is how, how do you rate this as a piece of news this season out of 10? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a contract, isn't it? It's classic news. It's low. Three, four. Um, you retired in 44. <laughs> hey, I'll put it like I can't wait to rate six. the boss news at 77. <laughs> put it at like six. Because it's still significant. It's significant. It's significant yeah, news. It you're right. Um, I, think, I think we could all agree that. Don't go on. It's it's bog standard news if we're talking about how it's rated. But yeah, that's all I was going to say, Nigel. You can I, throw I, what you're going to say into the. I think we can all all agree that it's great news for F1. Mercedes will be happy, yeah. I'm sure, as well. I think we're all happy here to stay for two years. He's staying at home, and for England, it'll be coming home after this has gone out, probably. So. If we're yeah, out, before this is I, I bef- will the, probably before out. this has gone out, I need to go and buy some drinks yeah. first. Um, well, so that's the end for today. It, it wasn't the shortest podcast we've overrun as usual. Uh, we'll be back uh, next time. See ya.